So it can take years of consistent effort to battle the inner demons that plague us, you know, unlock the mysteries of our dysfunction and, and find our way back to peace. Inner work can take a long time. But have you considered the astronomical-tastic benefits of outer work? Hmm, interesting. That's just crazy enough to work. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. Welcome. Welcome one and all to the podcast. This past couple of weeks... We've talked about intrusive thoughts, okay? We've gone over some of the, the depression stuff. I've told you some things. It's been a bit of a grind over here, to be to be honest. Well, today I'm going to talk about outer work. It's very clear that there's a large benefit to doing inner work. I'm, therapy is wonderful. I advocate for it. If you can afford it, go. Get on, get. I am a huge fan of good old-fashioned cognitive behavioral therapy, the old CBT. Come on now. I found that there's some good assistance with the inner work, and it is called the outer work. I have these inner demons. The The bigger ones that I personally work on are my feeling unlovable. You know, it's your standard. It's, it's the classic. Guys, this is the classic. It's that old, I'm not good enough thing. The, I'm not enough. I just have too big of a track record of rejection, right? My brain has just way too many data points. We got breakup, 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 divorce, breakup, breakup, money problems, addiction problems, work problems. So the inner work to get up and over and around that, oh my God, it can be a real struggle at times. ADHD 101, and this is my personal experience with ADHD and depression, is we don't hold information in our heads. Normies can do it. God bless them. They can take information in, hang on to it, use it for later, process things with that information, come to a conclusion. We don't fucking do that. We can't fucking do that, guys. We take information in, and if we don't use it right away, it goes away. Or if we're holding information in our head to process and deal with, we can easily get segued into side scenarios and our brain will just carry us away usually into dark scenarios or unrealistic scenarios where, you know, oh, she falls in love with me or or I stand up for myself and, and I get a raise at work. Things that just aren't true in the moment or in reality. We have to, and I can't stress this enough, we have to get it out of our head. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh God, here comes the episode about making a freaking list. You know what? Okay, maybe But it's more than that. And you don't have to call it a list. You can call it brain vomit. You can call it the purge. You can say this is the brain dump. And people do. They call it a brain dump. Think of your brain like a giant junk drawer. And just everything in your entire life goes in there. Like, so it's not just paper clips and post-its and some hair thingy that makes no sense because, you know, you're bald. But maybe your kid uses it for something, you know, and there's a padlock in there, two dice, that you won't put in the Yahtzee box because, you know, you never know. Maybe there's going to be a time when you're going to you're going to need some dice real quick. Not knowing that when you do need a dice real quick, you're never going to go into the junk drawer. You're going to go right to the Yahtzee box because that's where you know the dice live. This is a metaphor 
for the brain, for our brain, for my brain, for sure. We have to treat our brain like my fourth grade teacher treated my desk. Mrs. Smith, oh my gosh. She would do these desk inspections. And then if she noticed that your desk was messy, uh, she would take your desk She would flip it upside down and empty the entire contents of the junkie of the desk out of the floor, where it would then be my responsibility to place everything back or throw it away or deal with it accordingly. Quick side note, I actually didn't mind that. I liked that. She basically did half the work for me. She got it all out. So then now I can see it all in front of me and I can deal with it. Oh my God, that was brilliant. And who knew? That's the most genius ADHD fix there is. Get it out of your head. Put it out in front of you where you can see it and deal with it. So looking for something internally, it's sort of like dealing with this junk drawer. It's like we're shoving papers around. We're flipping things around. We're looking for some answers. We're trying to figure shit out and we're just creating more chaos. It's just a big fucking mess. So we sit there and we're thinking things like, uh, as an example, oh, I'm, I want to get my, how can I get my dream job? And we're just sitting there dwelling and mulling and examining and trying to piece together in our mind, oh, I guess I could update my resume. I could take some educational courses. I'll do a Myers-Briggs personality assessment and see what I'm suited for. And now I'll try this. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do this other thing. And we over and over and ideas are swirling. And then if something new happens in the day, like, oh my God, my kid needs help with his history homework. I'm going to go help him real quick. Suddenly the dream job exploration, it's back in the junk drawer where I can't see it and I don't know where I left off and I won't remember everything that I came up with. It's just back in the junky mess. And when I think about looking at my dream job again, I have to start all over again. If I even remember that I'm thinking about trying to find my dream job, we got to get this stuff scooped out of the brain bowl where we can see it externally. It's the equivalent of dumping our junk drawer brain onto the bed where we can now deal with things because we can see it in front of us. You know what? A big deal. We call it a list. We have to get this crap out of our head and onto the paper where we can see it. When you can see it, you can deal with it. And when it's in front of you and you can deal with it, you can then go back to it. You can refer to it. It doesn't overwhelm us. I can feel how it passionate I'm getting about it. You guys, you got to understand. This is so, such a big deal. Come on. This is actually how I deal with my paperwork piles. I I said piles, I mean pile. I have one paperwork pile. You know, I'm not some madman that thinks I can have ADHD and live a life where there's no such thing as a paperwork pile. I mean, that's just insanity. You know, where that would mean that I would put everything away all the time. Like at the end of the day, everything would be put away and have a home. <laughs> I'm not fucking Superman. I don't know who that would be. That's not that's not a real thing for me. So I have one bin. I know who I am. I know I got to have my pile. So I have the one bin. And when that bin fills up, I do the following ADHD maneuver. I plan a 45-minute work session. I set a timer for 45 minutes. And I dump that paperwork bin on my bed. And I work through it, putting things away, throwing things away, dealing with things. And after 45 minutes, the bin is either fully dealt with or pretty dang close. And then I can just neatly put whatever's left back in the bin and I'll add to it. And now I have more room in the bin and the process repeats. Now this part, this has just been about getting things and ideas out of our head. But what about inner turmoil things like self-worth or self-confidence? 
there's actually external work that we can do for that. We can make strides towards how we feel about ourselves by doing some external things. Here's the first one. Clean your bedroom. This, look, look, listen, try this. Stand in your shithole of a bedroom. And I, guys, we're all friends here, okay? I did this yesterday. My bedroom was a shithole yesterday. I'm going to be completely honest with you. My bedroom was a bit of a disaster. So we're all in good company, okay? Stand in your shithole of a bedroom. <laughs> Stand in your shithole. <laughs> Ask yourself, how do you feel about this wasteland before you? If you're like me, it kind of comes with a lot of this sort of like, ugh, come on, I'm a grown adult. I'm a grown up. And look at this. This is a mess. What am I, a loser? It comes with a lot of those initial feelings, these self-loathing thoughts. So instead of running to the mirror and saying to myself, hey, 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 you, hey, you, you love yourself. You're a, you're amazing. You, you're so clean and organized. You go get them. Instead of trying to fix the internal thoughts that way, do it externally. Clean the bedroom. So now the ADHD comeback here is I would, I'd love to. I'd love to clean my bedroom, but I can't. That's the problem with ADHD. I know what I should be doing, but I can't do it. Okay. I'm here to help you guys. That's the whole, the whole paralysis. Uh, it's too much. Can't get started. Can't finish. That's the course that I built. That's what you go over to ADHDbigbrother.com. That's what you get. And that's what you get help with. I even suggest that in the course to do the work for cleaning your bedroom. So that way you can get the feelings. You can boost your self-confidence that way. It's super simple. But for the sake of the podcast, let's, this is how you do it. You set a timer for a very short amount of time. Then you reward yourself when the timer goes off by quitting. Just stop doing the thing. You're chipping away at it. One little nudge at a time. You're nudging yourself to do very minimal external work. And this is what happens to everybody that does this work. Like With me, the people that hire me, this is what's going to happen. The external work that you do, it creates monumental internal growth. It creates a belief in yourself that you can do things. It creates motivation within you that you can do more things because you've been doing something. You've accomplished something. What else can I do? It's rather than ruminating, sometimes the internal sparks and the internal growth come from things that we do externally. And then as the result of that feeling good about yourself, you feel the boost of self-worth because you accomplished something or that, that feel good vibe that comes from a job well done. You know, or, or just a job done. Who cares if you did it good or not? You know how like refreshing it is when you look at a, a, a brand new notebook, right? All the possibilities. Oh, we're starting fresh. That warm feeling of like, oh, the possibilities are endless of this blank page. When you clean your bedroom and you look at that clean slate, that might happen for you. That feeling. And it's one more thing to counter the brain's desire to lower our self-worth. You've just given the brain a data point as to why you kick ass. You could go for a walk for 30 minutes a day and pretty soon you'll start to feel more confident in your skin because you're doing something for you. And then over time, you might add more to your exercising. You'll be getting insights. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I got used to going on this walk. I think I'm going to do something about my arms. I want to work on my arms. So then you'll do an arm thing. Like who knows what it'll be? It'll be different for everybody, but something will happen. You'll just continue to evolve. This really takes us back to task formations. And I know I've mentioned this before a few times, task formations. If, if you're just new to the podcast, it's these are external things. Task formations are external things, the tasks that we do 
that are in alignment with the affirmations that we wished we felt internally. You know, like things like I love myself. Do something supremely small that is in alignment with something that a person who loves themselves would do. You know, not we're not going for perfectionism here. We're just going for what's a small gesture. That's a task formation. An example of this would be that every morning uh, I say five things that I'm grateful for just to kind of boost myself. Or every day I go for a walk for 15 minutes just to get my body moving. Or even some, like a, a dietary thing. Like today I'm going to just replace two of my sodas that I drink with water. So instead of drinking four sodas today, I'm going to drink two. And that's the boost. And then that's the thing that, hey, I did something for myself. I did a task formation. Little gestures like these, they go a long way. I hope this helps you out, you guys. As always, you know, you can always reach out to me anytime to ask questions. If you want to suggest a podcast episode, if there's something you're struggling with, reach out. Happy to help. If you like the episode, please consider sharing it on your social media or with the friends that you think it might be beneficial for. And if you got value out of this podcast, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, rate it on Spotify. Uh, I will tell you right now, I found out that ratings and reviews, they don't actually affect some dumb algorithm and help the podcast get found. That's a, that's, I got duped by thinking that. And so as you guys listen to previous episodes where I'm saying, hey guys, you know, you leave a review and that'll help the podcast get found. Just roll your eyes and be like, oh boy, there, there's that ADHD big brother with his naive <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> Glad to see he learned his lesson. It's basically ratings and reviews are for social proof. It just, if somebody's looking for a podcast, they see the podcast. Oh, look, he's got, you know, 57 reviews on uh, on Spotify. Maybe I'll give it a shot. That's basically what it's there for. So if you want to help me that way, great. Put a smile on my face. I appreciate it. And I thank you. And now if you'll do me one more favor, go out and have yourself an amazing week. I dare you. And I'll talk to you later. Later.